Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. Uh, today we're going to have a, an episode of news and notes for you. Uh, since spring training has just started, we're going to talk about some funny stories that have happened uh, in the uh, last week or so. Jeremy, is this, is this the Rain Delay Theater equivalent of a clip show? <laughs> yeah, it is. Totally. Yeah, you know, it's okay. like... The season's going on where, um, you know, you're excited for the next episode. And then it's like, ah, oh, man, just a bunch of reruns, like, you know, just a bunch of highlights. So, um, yeah, well, hopefully, <laughs> hey. hopefully a little more exciting. Hey, Jeremy, I, I will say that Rain Delay Theater probably actually could have a clip show of uh, of just your Cubs rants. If we went <laughs> back and if we went back and found them all, maybe some of my Brewers rants could be a, actually that could be a fairly fun episode. Um, but to kick the episode off today, uh, of course, we have to have our tw- 2010 Major League debut. We're getting closer and closer to uh, real time. So yeah. we're going to we're going to have to figure out something to do to start these episodes off after that. But we still got 10 years left. Uh, so, Jeremy, <laughs> who do you have for your uh, 2010 MLB debut? All right, Jack. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. We were having this discussion before we picked guys and it's 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 now becoming harder to pick like retired guys or guys out of baseball than it is to pick currently active players. Um, I did manage to find a guy who's out of baseball, though. Uh, someone we'll see if we pick the same one here. It's not completely out of the realm of possibility but jack i picked um not the not the creator of the x-files but the baseball player chris carter god damn it we picked the same guy this we week we did no so i Shit. fucking knew it there man i well, yeah I, I, I that's crazy okay so this will be interesting because i'm sure we both have different things yes. to say about chris carter so yes. uh so yeah what do you what do you what do you got well i mean like you know so chris carter is just like one of those guys that yes even as i was saying it i'm like oh shit he did play on the brewers i bet jack could have picked this guy (laughs) um we we said right before we started recording it's going to happen one of these days and it happened today um but uh yeah i mean so chris carter was uh one of those those weird players that um like uh you know a three true outcome guy like just hit like a lot of power um, had a really bad average and was just out of the league. Um, in fact, uh, he led, did he lead the national league um, in homers uh, in 2016 with the Brewers? He did. Yeah. So his yeah. 2016 Brewer season, he played one season with the Brewers. Uh, it was 2016. He played in 160 games that year. He hit 41 home runs, which led the national league, uh, but he only hit 222 uh, for his batting average. But yeah, 41 home runs. Led the National League, and it was like the next year nobody wanted to sign him. Yeah, like the guy led the, the guy led his league in home runs, and he couldn't even get a contract for the next year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he. I mean, uh, he might not have even signed in spring training. Um, he ended up playing for the Yankees that year, which ended up being his last year in baseball. Uh, only a player appeared in sixty-two games, um, and uh, hasn't played. So he he played in Mexico, I guess, in twenty nineteen. And hit 49 home runs, actually. That, that must have, <laughs> man, that would have been pretty fun to see one of those games. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, just that it was just a crazy, uh, like, situation, like, just like an anomaly. And, um, yeah, so I, I don't know. Just he seemed like a he seemed like a guy who could, 
you could find room for on your roster somehow. I mean, certainly in the American League. Um, but even the Brewers, like, I mean, I think he probably played first base, I guess. just He did, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, again, like, if you were a National League team, couldn't you find a, a spot for 41 homers? I don't know. But, like, apparently no one in 2017 felt that way. Um, <laughs> the reason, Jack, why I picked him, though, was um, because um, I don't remember the year. I'd say, judging by his numbers, I'm guessing it was probably 2014. But um, another guy, a guy who we mentioned on the podcast now several times, uh, former guest Ben Perkins. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey, Ben, if you're listening to this, um, he uh, had some comments about uh, the uh, the prospect whisperer <laughs> moniker, which I <laughs> self-proclaimed myself last week. Um, but, um, yeah, Ben, if you're listening, uh, Ben uh, and I are in the same fantasy baseball league. And Ben was like – he still kind of is like in the midst of like a dynasty run. Um, I, I, I won the, the Fran, the championship like two years ago, but he, he won last year. And like, I, th- I want to say like the previous, like handful of years before that, um, he won, I think maybe the first year he won the championship, he signed Chris Carter, like at the all-star break. And I think he just had like a monster second half. Um, and, uh, and I pretty much credit Chris Carter for winning him that championship, uh, whatever year that was, either 2014 or 2015. And, um, yeah, so, like, that's kind of how – that's kind of the place in my mind that he has for me. But, um, but yeah, it's certainly a, a, a powerful force there. Yeah, um, uh, Jeremy, uh, off the top of my uh, head here, I, it, first of all, yes, the year you're thinking of was 2014. Uh, he, he had a monster second half that year. He ended up with 37 home runs. Okay. Um, I can't – off the uh, top of my head here, I can't real quick, like – Forgot how you look up a guy's season splits. Yeah, um, it's up there. I'm I'm pulling them up right now, Jack. Yeah. Um. Uh. But I, I a couple of interesting things about Chris Carter that I noticed here was that in 2013 when he was with the Astros, he hit 223 was his batting average, and he struck out 212 times. Uh, in 2016, he hit 222 for the season, and he struck out 206 times. And it got me to thinking, Jeremy. I wonder if a guy has ever struck out more times than what his batting average was, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea, but I've never seen a guy, like, hit 223 and strike out 212 times. I mean, that's that's crazy. The only guy I could think of who maybe did it was, like, you know, maybe Mark Reynolds. Uh, in fact, I'm going to check on that right now. I know Bobby Bonds used to strike out a lot, mm. too, so he'd be another one that you could uh, that you could look at. Um, it's an interesting oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Mark Reynolds did it. And uh, in 2010, his batting average was 198, okay. and he struck out 211 oh, times. God. Those yeah. are just, like, unfathomable numbers. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, in that in that season, Mark Reynolds, he had 490. He had 596 plate appearances, and he hit 198. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty staggering. I was going to say, like, um, there'd have to be 200-plus homers because, like, you know, if a guy's hitting below 200, you you just wouldn't think he'd get that many opportunities to strike out, you know, 199 times. So it's just like, no. it's, it's, you know, I've had, I kind of had a long day, Jack, and it's, that's making me weary. Like my brain is, <laughs> is thinking about that. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, there you go. Well, Aston answered, but uh, yeah. So Chris Carter, there you go. Um, yeah. And one more thing about Chris Carter, Jeremy, I was going to say perhaps the most memorable thing about Chris Carter's whole career was when he was with the Yankees, 
he had a beard his whole career oh, yeah. before that. And then when he was with the Yankees, you know, they have the no facial hair policy below the lip, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, you can have a mustache, but that's it. And, like, uh, you know, Chris Carter was, like, barefaced. Um, which was very strange. Like he shaved, he shaved all of his facial hair. So it was just, it was weird to see Chris Carter without facial hair. Cause I remember the Yankees in 2017, they played that series against the Cubs in Wrigley Field. I don't know if you remember that series, okay. Jeremy, there yeah. was a game in that series that went like 18 innings. I think mm-hmm. I watched the whole thing. It was like an ESPN Sunday night game, but yeah, yeah strange to, uh, strange to see Chris Carter without a, without a beard on the Yankees. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I know. It, that is always a weird, uh, thing to it's like a shock to see right 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 probably one of the reasons bryce harper didn't sign there um so so jeremy um we mentioned that you know this is going to be a bit of a news and notes episode but some really big news happened for our podcast specifically this week um because you know our brand is (laughs) we go to games and we uh you know we we, talk about bums right yeah we talk about bums like we act like assholes and we you know walk around and you know to talk about all the weird people around us and uh, it's, so it turns out that the White Sox and Cubs are going to be allowed to have, I think it's what, 10% or 20% capacity in stadiums. The Cubs are having like 8,000 plus people at their games. I don't yeah. know what the Sox are, but it's probably somewhere close to that. But that's pretty big news, Jeremy. It is. Um, so, yeah, a lot of things here, Jack. Um, first of all, yeah, like we're we're getting closer to becoming the, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games again, which is great. Um but yeah, it's like it, it was a shocker for it to come through for opening day. Like, I think like I don't even know if it was a week earlier, like Mayor Lori Lightfoot said, you know, that she expects fans to be in the stands at some point during the season. Uh, for me personally, um, you know, I go to opening day every year um, and I was trying to like figure out if I should like take the day off or like you know, I'm also, I'm moving at the end of uh, March and it's going to be an incredibly busy time for me. Um, but I was like trying to like navigate that whole thing, not to even mention the fact, do I feel like comfortable actually going to a game? Um, so, so for that to kind of come through and just be like, here it is, it's happening. Like, you know, March uh, or April 1st or whatever, um, was kind of just like, like kind of like a, a, you know, a shock. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't know. It's it's pretty crazy. Um uh, I was thinking about I mean, we can get into like, you know, safety of the whole thing or whatnot, but um I was just thinking I was thinking about it and I'm like, okay, like, you know, one of the things that that kind of uh uh gives me concern um when I look at uh games on the sta- on the on the uh on the TV, um seeing fans in the stands um, let alone, you know, aside from Fergie Jenkins, who seemed to be in some kind of weird pod um, <laughs> with a guy who looked like Skrillex, but um, they uh, like, it's like, you know, they, they, they distance people, right? They, I'm, if you could see me, I'm, I'm like throwing my hands out, like, like big uh, air quotes, but like fans are supposedly distanced. Sometimes it seems like they're like right behind each other or like they're like across from each other in the row, or, like uh, across the aisle, which doesn't seem like that far <laughs> away. So like, you know, there's a there's an effort to be making for distancing, but it, you know, it it seems a little uncomfortable, maybe depending on what your comfortability comfortability level is. Um, so, but I was trying to think, I was trying to visualize what Wrigley Field would look like with eight, like it's like eighty three, it's like eight thousand three hundred seventy four or something like that, right? Something like that. Yes, yeah, that that's about what it is. Eighty three hundred some, yeah. Yeah. 
So like I'm trying to picture like I I've never seen Wrigley Field with eight thousand eight like eighty three hundred fans in the stand. So I can't even really picture what that would look like. Um, I'll say this is like I've been to games where there's been like you know a low amount of fans, but even even at that point, I still think at I think even conservatively speaking, it was probably like eighteen or nineteen thousand. So you take another thousand off of that uh, amount, and it's like in my mind, the visual of it seems like, God damn, this is, this is safer than going to, to, to the grocery store. <laughs> like, um, so like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of a weird thing to think about, but, um, but yeah, just that sheer actual number. When you really think about it, like think about when you've been to a game and like, obviously for Cubs, it's probably closer to 38,000 white Sox is probably closer to like 19, 20,000 right. on a good day. Um, but, uh, but, but then think, and then think about being at, at that same stadium with like, like 8,300, 8,400 people. And it's like kind of crazy to visualize. Yeah, absolutely. Jeremy, uh, it, it's going probably going to be as far as Wrigley field goes, probably pretty similar to, um, when we went to the high school all-star game, it's yeah. probably going to look something like that. Totally. Yeah. Um, totally. you know, uh, this is a total, total non sequitur, but you know, you know how on baseball reference, you can see like, you know, the, the, when a guy debuts, you can see what uh, what debut overall it was for the MLB. Like, for instance, Chris Carter, oh, yeah. um, you know, he was the 17,423rd player in MLB history to debut. I don't think they're quite at 20,000 20, players yet, but it's weird if you took every player who ever played in the history of the MLB, it could only fill up like half of a baseball stadium. Um, <laughs> that's that's, that's crazy to me. But, uh, yeah, to your point, Jeremy, you, you had mentioned to me um, – that like they were selling the tickets in pods or I don't know if they're selling the tickets in pods, but they're seating people in pods. I could only assume that, you know, the whole group would be together. Yeah. But it might be hard to actually just get like a single ticket or maybe even two tickets. Um, and like, if you get two tickets, like, is it some guy who had tickets like for in a pod and like you would be sitting with other people Uh, that, that would be interesting. Yeah. And then, then you have to like, you know, fucking, you know, go home with them and like, you know, like hang out in their backyard and become of their pod. Like, you know, take their walk, their kid, like watch their kids while, uh, you know, they go to work and shit. Right. Yeah. Um, um th- that could certainly be interesting for our podcast too. If we, if we end up in, in a pod with some people. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole like life. It's like the, you know, our life becomes one episode. Um, yeah, no, I was, I was looking at it and, um, I was reading, I was, I was, like it took a day for the Cubs to post information, but they're saying that they're going to sell uh, tickets in pods of one, two, three, and four. Okay. I mean, okay. one, one is not a pod, but, um, yeah. uh, you know, but they're going to sell them like that. We were talking about this, Jack, and it's like, you know, you have to think about like, like area at this point, not even seats, but areas. Right. So like, if you like put a pod of four people in one area of the, of the stadium, then like you can't have anyone near them. Right. Like theoretically. Um, so, but so each area is its own area, regardless if there's four or one person in this section. So like, wouldn't the Cubs rather like make put four seats in each pod area than one. So like, I, it's like if you do buy a single ticket from the Cubs, like, are you going to be like in the fucking like very last seat in the corner in the upper, you know, I mean, which I, I would take that. I would be totally fine with that. Um, but like, you know what I mean? It's like they're going to want to if they're going to if they can only sell four 
tickets in groups of four, they're gonna they're gonna want to sell four of them, not one. So it's gonna right. be, it would be weird. I'm I'm just like, I'm even curious as to like what kind of ticket you would get from the Cubs if if you could even get through and get picked. And there's gonna be like a lottery and all this shit. So like I don't know how it's gonna go down. Um, but um, did the yeah. Cubs did they release ticket prices? No, the prices have not been released yet. Um, okay. It's a whole thing. Like season ticket holders are going to get first crack, and then there's going to be a, a lottery. And if you get picked in the lottery, um, you get second crack. And then like whatever doesn't sell during that time, they'll go on sale to the public or whatever. But um, I don't even know if it'll make it to that step. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of don't think it will. Um, yeah. So, uh, so who knows? I'm, I'm sure that the the moment they're uh, they're allowed to do so, that they'll ratchet up the uh, number of people they can. Um, you know they can bring into the stadiums. Uh, Texas is uh, <laughs> Texas is letting uh, as many fans as they want in. So you know if if, if Ferguson Jenkins wants to go to a game, he uh, he's not going to be in his pod anymore. You know, so hopefully he keeps yeah. his mask up. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Or you know, um, yeah. You'll you'll see you'll have a chance to see even more like weird characters um, <laughs> in in his row. You know this. <laughs> I wish we took a picture of this Jack, like because we, we've been references a couple times. And we might be the only two people who actually saw this this clip. But, yeah. yeah, we'll we'll have to. Uh, I, I can't. That must have been game. What game was that? Was it game like two or three of? The, I can't freaking remember which it, game of the World Series that was. It would have been. I think it might have been game three because I want to okay. say it was like Wednesday. Might have been like Tuesday, Wednesday was game one and two, and then I think we I came over like on a Friday or Saturday, so it's got to yeah. be three or four, I think. Okay, okay, yeah. So we'll have to see if we can go back and find that clip and screenshot it. Uh, yeah. That would be funny. But uh, yeah, te- uh, Texas is allowing uh, you know the full forty thousand whatever that could sit at Globe Life Field. Um, I'm sure that I'm sure they're doing that. And I'm sure they pushed for it because it you know first well first of all the Rangers suck, but they are moving into a new stadium. So I'm sure they expected the uh, the boon from the ticket sales for uh, for that new stadium for the 2020 year. They never got it, so they do want to they do want to have that for 2021 if they possibly can. I mean, you got to kind of feel bad for the Rangers because they did you know they that's always a good thing for a team like in their first year of a new stadium. They don't really have to be competitive. People are going to come anyway just to check out the new stadium. So you know the team probably counts on having a really profitable year. Uh, COVID kind of screwed the Rangers out of that. So now they want to take advantage of it. I will say, Jeremy, you know, it's sort of the Rangers' fault for, you know, getting a new stadium only 20 to 25 years after that other one was built, the ballpark yeah. in Arlington. But uh, whatever. I understand why they're doing it, but, I, you know, I don't know if it's the smartest idea. Um, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, it uh, <laughs> it certainly leads to a whole other conversation, I suppose. But um, uh, it is Texas. Uh, so. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I'll say this, Jack, and speaking of it is insert, you know, state here. Um, I never in a million years would have thought that I would hear about fans being allowed at stands at a Cubs at a Chicago Cubs game sooner than a South Bend Cubs game, uh, which was (laughs) I was thinking would be the only like Cubs baseball I'd be able to see in person, uh, you know, for for a couple months at least. Um, as it stands, I still don't even think that, um, They've announced that fans will be at South Bend Cubs games, uh, which, um, you know, if, if you follow the podcast for a couple of years, you'll know that, um, you know, my heart was stolen by the South Bend Cubs. Uh, they, they may be my new favorite team uh, above the <laughs> Chicago Cubs, but uh, I've been uh, dying to go back to, to a game there. And um, like, yeah, I don't um, like I don't know. It's it, if you look at their site, it's kind of weird because like there's no mention of like, 
you know, we're hoping that fans will be allowed back in or like fans have been allowed back in. Like they're kind of, you read it and it's, it's kind of acting like you're reading the article, the website in the year 2019, uh, because like there seems to be no mention of anything, but at the same time, there's also no listing for like, you know, buy your tickets here or tickets go on sale this day. So who the hell knows? But, um, it might not matter because, um, yeah, well, we could ostensibly be at opening day in the stands if we wanted to. Well, Jeremy, um, I mean, yeah, if the South Bend Cubs do, uh, you know, do decide to let fans in, I definitely think we need to go to another game. O- only if just out of curiosity, I want to, I want to see if my, uh, my buddy, the, uh, the, the Burt Reynolds extra is, is in, you know, is, is working the parking, uh, the parking lots. Uh, you go, you going to take a West on Weston. There's more <laughs> parking over there. <laughs> Jesus Christ, exactly. buddy! Yeah, yeah, that was uh, it's good stuff. Um, yeah, so that was uh, that'll be that'll be an interesting thing to see if minor league teams uh, let let fans in. Uh, you know, that's they they need it. They need the revenue. Um, so Jeremy, uh, Jack Peterson today. If I saw it right, he hit two home runs today. Is that right? Did he hit two homers today? He might have hit two home runs. I think they said he's got five and seven games Holy now. Holy crap! I yeah. When, when I um you know in our. Uh, in our pre-show communications, and I said that we should talk about Jack Peterson. He had only hit one uh, so far, so um, that's... maybe that was a different day he'd hit two. But I, I did read that he had he had you know, five and five and seven. So just just all the all the fuck yous to Kyle Schwarber this week, <laughs> I, I guess. No, no, that's true because no, it, it was today uh, because he he only had three going into uh, today. So okay, um, I mean, yeah, three for three with two homers, two RBIs. Um, he even got a start against a lefty the other day uh, against the Brewers um, against Brett Anderson, um, which is kind of kind of funny that it was Brett Anderson was the the guy who they decided to start <laughs> him against. Um, but um, so yeah, so Jack Peterson is 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 going crazy for the Cubs right now in spring training, and uh, um, you know I have definitely called like Jack Peterson, uh, you know. Uh, for for all intents and purposes like the stupidest man in baseball like just complete box of rocks uh meathead um but if he keeps in like this he's gonna uh, you know i'll be wearing a jack peterson jersey by the all-star break um but uh yeah i mean not only is he hitting but he's he's really like crushing these balls too i don't know if you've gotten the chance to see any of uh the highlights of him but like his first homer of the spring, he just obliterated it, and then he he crushed one like to like uh, deep left center, like opposite field a little bit against uh, Lin- Josh Lindholm, Josh Lindblom, is that his name yeah. for the yeah. mm-hmm. Brewers? And then um, today he hit one. He just like fucking like cracked one opposite field, and it went almost like it like it barely stayed fair, but like it went you know opposite field uh, right into the corner, and just like he's just kind of like crushing these balls and like. I don't know if this guy, like, you know, he's playing with a chip on his shoulder, I know, because, like, he didn't want to be a platoon guy. Uh, I got news for him. He's, I think he's probably still going to platoon. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like, he's just he's tearing it up right now. It's kind of crazy to see. Yeah, Jeremy, I think uh, I think Jack Peterson might be your favorite Cubs player. I can kind I can kind of I can tell I can tell when you like when you like have a a, a a man crush on a baseball player. You know, it happened with Otani. I think it's happening with Peterson, dude. I think he's your new he's your new favorite player. If it means he's doing something good for the Cubs, I'll take it. I'll 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 take all the fucking chiding anyone wants to give me. Um, like because if he's hitting for the Cubs, it probably means that they're doing well. So I'll take it. Um. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, there's a story. Did you see the story about him? Like with, it, it's not even a story, but did you see the thing about him and David Ross? What happened? 
Well, uh, no, I, I read an, a, an article in The Athletic that just talked about how Ross, like, called him, um, you know, after he signed as a free agent and was just, like, honest with him about his playing time and stuff. And if he was, you know, sucking against lefties in July, he would start platooning, whatever. Uh, but, yeah, it doesn't sound like the same – it doesn't sound like that uh, – the same thing. Uh, what, what Did you read uh, something else? Yeah, they were just – they were – there was an article on Cubs.com or whatever uh, the other day, like yesterday or maybe even today, about, you know, how well Peterson's playing so far. And uh, this is before the two homer day today, but um, they were talking to Ross and Ross was saying like, yeah, you know, I went, I was, um, he's starting to fit in as well, like getting comfortable, like, and the example was Ross, they said like Ross got hungry and was like, went out like to go pick up some food or whatever. And he was like walking through like a parking lot or something. And someone like, or he was like walking to his car and like someone like, like laid on the horn behind him. And like Ross said, like, I got scared and I jumped like like in like 40 feet in the air or something. And he turned around and it was Jack Peterson. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jack Peterson, like bl- like blurted the horn at him and like scared him. Um, and like, you know, so Ross was saying like, yeah, he's, he's uh, even messing with the manager a little bit. Um, but it's like, or he's like, he's like, he's even having a little fun, I think is what he said. It's like, again, or not again, but it's like, see, that's not fun. That's not what I consider fun is like scaring somebody. Like that's not, I feel like that's not like good old fashioned, like clowning around. Like maybe it's like, like, you know, making fun of someone for calling Jack Peterson an idiot and then, you know, being happy that he's hitting home runs for his team now. Like that's, I think that's like messing with somebody, but like go driving up behind someone and laying on your horn and scaring him isn't fucking funny. Like, it's like, Oh great. I'm glad he's like, you know, becoming one of the guys or whatever. But that's the problem is like, I think Jack Peterson, he's one of those guys who like, you know, is he thinks he's being funny, but he's actually like, you know, like sitting on someone's head and suffocating them or something like. Yeah. Well, you know, you you can just see like, you know, you can see the look on Jack Peterson's face after he executed that, you know, yeah. quote. And now you see me doing the air quotes, but that prank yeah. um, of just like laying on his horn, just being like, <laughs> you know, like like Beavis and Butthead or yes, something. Totally. I think there was what was it? The video uh, I, we, we've referenced it before, maybe on the podcast, but like it's like Eddie, Eddie Perez, the old yes. catcher for the Braves, who was a coach, who became a coach. Like, Tim Hudson and some other guys, like, played a prank on him where, like, you know, like, he went back to his hotel room and, like, some guy was hiding in a closet and, like, scared the... Yeah, and, like, scared the crap out of Eddie Perez. And, again, like, that's not a great prank. Like, that's, like, legitimately terrifying somebody, like, you know, thinking that, like, your hotel room got broken into. Yes. It's not not funny. No, it's, I mean, you know, and, and whatever. It's, like, it's a thing. It's a reaction, but it's, like... You can also like do something clever, like you know, like yeah, like um, you know, change the, someone's brightness on their computer screen when they get up to go to the bathroom or something. Like you know, there's like there's other things that you can do that aren't like getting like 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 fight or flight <laughs> human <laughs> instincts out of a person's body. So like yeah, I don't know, uh, not necessarily not my kind of prank, but um, Jack Peterson, I'm sure you were tickled with that. So just just keep hitting homers. And um, if you're going to scare someone every now and then, we'll, we might be able to look past it unless you actually give someone a friggin' heart attack. Um, but uh, just just keep hitting. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, I'll say this, Jeremy. This is an unclever prank, 
But uh, I think I've, I've referenced it once on the podcast before. But uh, there was a pitcher on the Dodgers. I can't remember who it was. But, like, Tommy Lasorda had been given some real nice, like, Italian sausages that he was really oh, looking man. forward to eating. And he put them in a cooler. And then, like, while he was watching batting practice, like, one of the pitchers, like, took all the Italian sausages out and, like, took a shit in the cooler. And then Tommy, Tommy Lasorda took it home. And then uh, the next day he was, like, furious. I, that's, that, that's not a clever prank. Um, but it, but it's so beyond the pale that it's funny to me. And just thinking about to, uh, Tommy Lasorda's reaction. But uh, <laughs> yes. that I mean that that's a good prank to someone that you like really fucking hate. Um, <laughs> I don't think that like that is like what that person probably was. That person again probably thought he was just like messing around with Lasorda. But um, <laughs> but yeah, like even that is like there's some like cleverness to it to a to an extent. Um, but, uh, even though it does involve human shit, but, um, but yeah, so anyway, um, uh, yeah, regardless, uh, yes, uh, uh, Pedro Strope, um, <laughs> got the Mike Clevenger treatment, uh, this, this week. Um, I, I guess he went out, he went out to dinner with some, with some, you know, other players and, uh, and yeah, he got, he got busted for it cause he ate inside. I think, I guess apparently MLB maybe allows you to go out now if you eat on a patio, but you can't do indoor dining. Is that, it, that seems like it, what's what the rule is. I get, yeah, I don't actually don't know, but yeah, that's, you know, that's funny that it's like, yeah, they can sit, you know, uh, on a nice, uh, yeah, a nice patio, but, uh, they can't be indoors. <laughs> um, it was with, it was with Jose Ramirez and Fran Mill Reyes from the Cleveland Indians. So it's like, damn, those Cleveland Indians just can't stop their players from, from going out to eat. It's like, I, I don't know what's going on there, like with them, but like, give these guys Xboxes or something. Buy them like, like you know, PlayStation fives, and um, you know, like um, unlimited Grubhub gift certificates or something. Because like these guys can't find some way to convince them to stay in their their hotel rooms or their homes or whatever um but yeah so uh, strobe went out with with ho ram and and fran meal and uh um yeah so he said uh this is kind of bad but like he he so he tested negative so i think all's well that ends well but he still had to be like kind of punished a little bit by the team and and quarantine but there's a quote i guess he said uh the pandemic has been so long that sometimes you go through the motions and go to dinner <laughs> <laughs> I don't think going like I don't think like going uh you know getting in your car driving to a restaurant going in the front door talking to the hostess saying please uh you know table for 3 please sitting down ordering food eating <laughs> I don't think that's going through the motions unless you're like you know a, pro a professional food critic or something so uh not a great um quote there and it goes on from there but uh, that's kind of the yeah, thing, I but. mean, I mean, he's making it sound like one of those things where, like, you're like, where the hell is my TV remote? And then it turns out it was in your hand the whole time. <laughs> right, you know, right, right, right. That's not what that's not what this situation was. It's like um, next thing I, I will, knew, I had a steak in a in a you know a beer in my hand, and I was uh, halfway <laughs> done. I don't, I don't believe it. <laughs> I will say it would have been funny if uh, it had been like Oliver Perez as one of the Indians that had yeah. that he had been out <laughs> to dinner with, because Oliver Perez was like very outspoken. When Mike Clevenger and uh, uh, the Plesac for mm -hmm. the Indians last year went out, um, and who knows, like maybe maybe uh, Ramirez and uh, Reyes were in that group as well. But like, uh, you know, there you go. Did did Reyes and Ramirez get suspended by the Indians as well? Uh, I haven't I haven't heard anything about that. I uh, who knows. Uh, 
they're in they're they're both in better spots than on their respective rosters than Pedro Strope is. So who knows? But um, yeah, my guess is that they probably didn't even give a shit when Clevenger um, went out uh, and played no. sack. But uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, that I mean that would be bad if it was uh, police act, or um, uh, Oliver Perez, and I guess now uh, Carrasco is on the uh, Mets. So. Ah, uh, uh, this is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, Strope probably won't make the team. They do uh, They do say that he's very well respected within the Cubs, so I wouldn't be surprised if he became some sort of roving instructor after his playing days were done. But mm-hmm. it seemed like kind of just a, a little bit of unnecessary drama for the Cubs to have to deal with um, in spring training. Jeremy Jeffress also had a similar situation uh, with the Nationals. He got cut from the Nats. The Nats, they wouldn't say why. They wouldn't say why he got cut, but they, they said it was for personnel reasons. Um, I think is I don't know if somebody from their PR department just uh, misspelled that, and they, they said <laughs> should have said personal reasons. Um, but with, with Jeremy Jeffress's history, uh, given that he's been busted for uh, drugs a couple of times, um, it might have just been weed. I'm not sure. I don't know if weed is outlawed in the MLB anymore. I would kind of assume it is, but I don't know. But uh, he's had substance abuse problems in the past, so it you know you one can only assume that it was related to that. But uh, of course, you, you don't know because they didn't say anything. Uh, yeah, true. Um, yeah, and right. Yeah, and so I, that's the last I had heard too, Jack. There hasn't been anything. You didn't see anything recent. On no, that. no, no. Yeah, all I saw was that Jeffress like tweeted. Did you see that where he tweeted? Um, and he like you know he tagged like his agent or whatever. Yes. Like, yeah. I did like, see that. It was like, thanks at whatever, whatever the guy for ruining my life or something like that. Right? <laughs> it was like, or like, thanks, whatever you just ruined my life or something. It's yeah. Like, and then the guy responded to the, somebody, somebody asked him about it. And the guy was like, I haven't talked to Jeremy Jefferson in two years. Yeah. He's um, like, yeah. I haven't been his manager. Uh, yeah. For like, you know, since 2019 or something. So that was a weird thing and i don't yeah who knows um what we'll hear about that but um he i, I yeah. saw his numbers for the cubs last year jeremy actually he, i think he only appeared in like eight games for them but he didn't pitch he didn't pitch that bad uh i don't i want to say it was more than that but yeah it might have been it might have been like 15 games yeah you might be right um yeah but, uh yeah, yeah it was he, oh he appeared in um holy shit he appeared in 22 games for the cubs yeah. uh and he finished 50 okay at eight saves that's what i was yeah. thinking of yeah but he pitched 23 in the third innings he had a 154 era i mean if i was a team i would want to pick i would want to pick him up and uh, kick the tires on him at least so so here's the thing like they they said his metrics like i don't know if it was just his babbit or what but they said the metrics like you know said it all really went in his favor last year and he was like you know, he should have had way higher numbers, apparently. Um, uh, I think it was more than Babbitt, but that's kind of the only one that I really can wrap my head around. Um, uh-huh. But, um, but yeah, so I, I think they were like, I think teams were like kind of seeing through that number a little bit. Um, but the thing is, is like, I don't know. The Cubs seem to be in a situation where they needed him, where they couldn't just turn him away. So um, I was surprised that they didn't re-sign him. And then I saw that he signed with the the Nats, and I was kind of bummed. Uh, and now that he's released, and then like it comes at the same time as like uh, Strope was like you know kind of reprimanded for going out. I thought maybe they would sign Jeffress, but then they're saying because they signed Ryan Tapera, uh, re-signed him late, uh, just like a, about a week ago or so, that they probably wouldn't get Jeffress. So I don't know. Jeffress I think is still available right now. 
Um, and uh, I don't know what will happen, but uh, I don't think he's coming back to the Cubs. So No, um, you know, and Jeremy, uh, I don't know this, but uh, I feel like maybe he was suspended twice when he was with the Brewers for yeah. substance abuse issues. So if he if it's a third a third offense, I, I don't know if that's a lifetime ban uh, or not. Um, I'm, but, you know, what's a lifetime ban in baseball? Uh, who, who was that reliever? Uh, he pitched for the Mets for a while, but yeah, he had even busted. Yeah, Henry Mejia. Yeah, he was, or Yanri Mejia, or Henry Mejia. He was, um, he was, yeah, he got suspended three times for steroids. And then they let him back in, and I think he was pitching with the Red Sox for a little while. Um, but there were many MLB players who were pretty pissed off that he was back in the game. So, uh, but yeah, what what is a lifetime ban? It doesn't seem like they're going to, they would really uphold something like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know if it, it was power. I don't, I really don't know what the deal was with, with Jeremy Jeffers. Um, but I almost feel like if it was substance abuse, they would have announced that because of, because of the ramifications. So right. I really don't know what the deal was, but, um, yeah, I just, it, it, yeah, I'm still shocked regardless of what the numbers were. Like, I'm still shocked that he, you know, had such a tough time being signed and, and, you know, I, now who the hell knows, but you know. Yeah. Well, I guess it was that agent who, uh, who ruined his life. Do you ever see the movie? You ever see the movie secret window? No, no, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, John Turturro's got this line where he's like, he says to Johnny Depp, he goes, I will burn your life and everything oh. in it. You know, I think that's, um, I think that's uh, that's in the trailer. It is, yeah. But, I, it was yeah. As soon as you said that, I'm like, oh, I remember that. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that ag- that agent burned Jeremy Jeffress' life and everything, <laughs> and everything in it. Um, <laughs> um, so, Jeremy, there, there was an article that I... Uh, that I came across this week that I thought that kind of tickled me. I thought it was pretty funny, but it was, uh, some, some random like New Jersey gambling website. Oh yeah. Okay. So, uh, it was a recent study from New Jersey online gambling. Uh, they did a poll of the, of the booziest fans in baseball. So, uh, I, apparently I guess they went around and surveyed fans from different teams and asked them to self-report, how many beers they had on average uh, at a baseball game. And, of course, the White Sox came in first place. (laughs) Uh, Their fans, uh, self-reported, averaged 4.2 beers per game. Um, Second place was the Atlanta Braves at four. So so those two were the only ones above four. Others of note, uh, the Milwaukee Brewers uh, were at 3.5 beers per game. Uh, The Cubs were at 3.4. Mm-hmm. And the very lowest were the Phillies at 2.4. Um, interesting stuff, though, Jeremy, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so there's <laughs> there's a lot to talk about with this one, too, Jack. Um, uh, it's kind of funny, like, the seemingly, like, kind of sh- shoddiness of this, of this um, survey is kind of funny in the sense that, like, gambling relies so much on, like, numbers and analytics and, and averages and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, you wouldn't think that like a gambling site wouldn't just throw around these numbers willy nilly unless they felt pretty good about this survey. Um, but it also is funny that like, it's like, what are the odds that just White Sox fans are like frequenting like this New Jersey online gambling site more than any other (laughs) fans as well? Like, Hey, I got to get my bets in. Let me go to New Jersey online gambling.com and then fill out this survey. And like, so, so there's all that too. Um, yes, you know, like. Cubs get the the um you know stereotype or whatever of being like you know the biggest beer garden like in baseball or whatever and like uh just being drunk and not paying attention to uh 
to uh, games. I think if you listen to this podcast, um, we've definitely made the argument for White Sox fans and their like um, lack of engagement with the on-field product, um, and you know, general uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know uh, sharpness of their fan base. I guess <laughs> um, I think it's kind of funny. I mean, we we were not part of the survey, but um, you know, we would have definitely brought that number down. For yeah, games. I was going to say, Jeremy, I don't know if we've ever have we ever been at a game that we did for a podcast where we where we oh. drank beers for a podcast. I mean, yeah. I did. I have some beers at that um, Kane County Cougars game. Maybe I can't remember, but not really. I mean, like if we did, it was like maybe once or twice, but I don't even think so. And then just even before the podcast, too, I mean. Did we? I, even still, I don't think we drank maybe more than like a couple times. No, no. Um, yeah, I was going to say that that would be an interesting uh, that'd be an interesting podcast to do to to have have a game where we have a couple of beers. We don't have to do the podcast that night, but just like you yeah. know, see how things turn out if we have have a couple beers. I, I think Jeremy, that that is like that's less to do with us like being Boy Scouts and good baseball fans, and more just to do with the fact that we're cheap. Um, <laughs> yes. be, beers are expensive at games. I'll say this: that, so that not only do they have the average drinks per game for fans listed uh they also have the average spend on on the alcohol um mm-hmm. and yeah so chicago white Sox fans uh they do top the list at at 40 actually they don't top the list no. the mets the mets the mets are the most expensive at 53 dollars, probably because it's new york um yeah. but yeah white Sox fans uh, uh the average fan spends 46 dollars on beers so if, if you're buying tickets like we do you know the whole game is only going to cost you 50 bucks if you spend 46 <laughs> bucks on beers that's probably why they they spend so much because the tickets are so cheap for the games. I walk in with fifty bucks. I walk, you know, <laughs> I walk out with four beers and a ticket. Um, yeah. So yeah, because the, the Cubs uh, they they list forty five dollars. So yep. the Cubs are spent, saving a dollar by drinking, you know, a, a less beer, like one beer less. So hey, you know, you know who's really got a got a leg up on 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 the, these idiots is my tie guy. <laughs> you know, yes, because my Thai guy, his uh, the the uh, whatever the alcohol percentage in his drinks way higher than the beer. So he would he would look at this list and he would just laugh at it. You know, <laughs> he would just he would just uh, scorn this list. Um, also, well, yes. if it, if, oh. also, if it was uh, if it was a chart of my ties consumed at games, <laughs> it would be a full line across for Cubs, and then just everyone else would be sm- minuscule because of my Thai guy. <laughs> um yeah so so one thing that's uh interests me jeremy so brewers fans uh, they concern consume 3.5 uh beers at the game but i I think that uh the beers consumed that probably a lot more is consumed in the parking lot before the game tailgating Mm -hmm. um do you have you ever tailgated before a game i don't think we've ever really talked Um, about this uh no no okay yeah um i mean yeah tailgating culture isn't really big here in chicago i I feel like the only opportunity well white Sox games you like you can tailgate yeah yeah you can tailgate at white Sox games at a parking lot but um bears games bears games would be where you would uh you would typically tailgate uh i've tailgated a few times at miller park or uh yeah miller park i never tailgated when i was at county stadium i was too too little um but with friends at miller park i don't really like tailgating jeremy um it's like i feel i feel like i'm I'm tired by the time i've gone in the game it's like you know if i go to a game i want the game to be the thing that i do not the not the tailgating beforehand 
Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, listen, I, I yeah, we <laughs> we should do a whole episode about tailgating. Because, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, like, honestly, like, OK, so here's the thing. I love the idea. I love the concept of tailgating. Like, I love. Well, I should say this. I like barbecue. I like grilling. Sure. Like, I like grilling like more than anything. Like I walk around, I had fantasies of like going to like a bears game and just walking around where they tailgate and just like saying like, Hey, can I, can I get a brat from you for like five bucks? I'll give you five bucks. We, can I just have a brat and maybe a beer, you know, sure. like, or, you know, whatever, 10 bucks, whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, inflation. Um, but, uh, um, the, the concept. Okay. So for listeners out there, you know, Jack and I go to games we don't drink. I get up and get food, you know, like, you know, somewhat more, more so at like White Sox games. Um, I'll do that. But like, honestly, like, you know, I go to games with my dad. He wants to sit on the aisle so he can get up to go to the bathroom or whatever. I could sit in the middle of the in the row and never get up once for a whole game. Like both of us are like that. Totally fine with that. Um, to me, like the whole thing of tailgating is like going and sitting in like like. Like when I get to a game, I want to get in the game. Like I don't want to like like hang around outside. And like I get like nervous. I get like itchy and like 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 twitchy. Like I'm like I gotta get in there. I gotta get in there. I want to see. I want to see anything. I'll, I'll sit there and I'll watch the guys you know water the field. But I'd rather. <laughs> I just want to get in the stadium and like and in my seat and like I'm not even opposed to drinking necessarily because at least I can drink and watch the game. But it's like. I feel like half the time people who tailgate miss the beginning of the games anyway. Cause they're like, they're like, they don't start shutting it down until like, you know, five minutes before kickoff or first pitch or whatever. And then they end up missing the beginning of the game. And it's like, I can't, I can't handle it as much as I like grilling. And I'd love to eat like a burger or a Italian sausage or something. Like, I just want to get in there, man. Yeah, no, I, I agree, Jeremy. Um, I mean, yeah, you've been to a few Brewer games. You've been to enough to kind of yeah. know what the scene is like. You know, Definitely. when you're walking in there, even if it's 20 minutes, 15 minutes before game time, you've still got people uh, you know, playing catch with footballs and baseballs and <laughs> yeah. stuff, and they're just yeah. they're just sitting, like, in lawn chairs, like, just not looking like they're going to move anywhere, just, like, eating bags of Doritos, um, you know, <laughs> acting like they've got all the time in the world. And it's like, hey, guys, you got to, you know, the, the game is going to be starting in 15 minutes, but it's a long, it's still a long walk yes. to Miller Park. The, that parking lot is huge, and you have to go through security, and then you have to find your seat, which always takes, like, at least five minutes, at least, if you're lucky, you know. Yeah. Uh, you, you might have to walk all the way around the stadium. So, like, there's no way that those people are going to make it into the game on time. And just as a sports fan, I can't, you know, I can't even fathom that mentality no. um, of walking in late to a game. And it's always annoying, too, because if you're a fan, if you're fans like us and you're in your game uh, or you're in your seat when the game starts, like you've got to you've then got to accommodate those people who come in late. Yes. You know, they, you got to you got to stand you got to stand up and like let them get to their seats. It's an it's annoying. So those, those people are just uh, they're an annoyance. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. And, you know, and we know who we are. You know who we are. You know who, like, look who's talking. Like, <laughs> but, like, like, yeah, I just, I can't, I can't, have, like, you know, I, I have my, like, hardcore baseball, like, mentality. And, like, that's why Jack, you know, I, like, are good at going to games together because we have that same mentality. But then you go with a, f- a friend who, like, wants to, you know, take their time getting in. You know, they want to stop and get food before you get to your seats do whatever, look at the gift shop. And it's like, I just want to get to my seat, man. And it's like, there's been times where I'm like, I'll meet you up there. I'll meet you. I'll meet you up there because I just want to get in. 
um, and be settled by the time, you know, the, the national anthem starts, not even first pitch. I just like, I just, I gotta be, I want to get settled, you know? You know, um, they, uh, this one time, and, and so this works for the end of the game too. This, you, you mentioned Jeremy that, you know, it's good that, you know, we go to games together because we have a very similar mentality. But I remember when I was a kid, um, and this was back at County Stadium, this is back in the Brewers played in County Stadium. Uh, I must've been, it must've been 95 or 96. So I was, you know, maybe, maybe it was 97. I was probably 10, 11 years old at the time. Anyway, so I went to a game with this kid named Kevin Miller. He was like a kid from my neighborhood that I, uh, you know, played like wiffle ball and the summer with and stuff. Nice guy, nice guy. So his, uh, his dad took me and him to a Brewers game and, uh, he said to me, he goes, yeah, well, you know, we usually leave like, you know, right after the seventh inning stretch, uh, you know, beat the crowd. That's what oh. that's what Ke- that's what Kevin said to me. And I was just like, Ex- you know, excuse you. Of course, I didn't say that um, <laughs> because, you know, I was I was his guest. But I was like, that. that's like when somebody, you know, like in, but in, the way he was saying it was like it was like he knew it was a rationalization. But like he said it anyways, like, yeah, you know, we usually leave like about two innings early, beat the crowd. It's, it's like that's like somebody, you know, when when uh, when somebody dies and you're at the funeral saying like, oh, he's in a better place now. It's like, no, he's no, he's not. You, you know, that's just bullshit. You're just saying that, you know, oh, yeah, we beat the crowd. Like, yeah, right. you know, I don't want to leave this game early. Um, I remember it was the Brewers versus the Blue Jays. I think Carlos Delgado played in that game. Uh, but it was like one of his first years. He might have even been playing like left field. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So that was that was a whole thing. So like that can if you we we could do a whole episode about this. But it's like if you go to a game with somebody who's like not really a fan. Yeah. Um, oh. oh, that can be uh yeah, that can be bad for sure. It's rough. Yeah, it's rough, for sure. Um. All right. So yeah, booziest booziest fans. That was a that was a good one. I was glad I glad I came across that. Yeah. Um. Good stuff. There was, uh, uh, so I guess to, to sort of keep it on the south side, um, there was a, another a funny uh, funny little thing that happened this week with the White Sox. Uh, it's not quite on the level of, like, Drake LaRoche, but it's still pretty good. So Nick Madrigal, he gave some interview. I think he was on Chuck Garfine's podcast, or he was okay. being, whatever, he was being interviewed by Chuck Garfine, and he talked about somehow the, the subject of getting 3,000 hits came up, and uh, Nick Madrigal said he felt like it was a very reachable goal, um, and Nick Nick Madrigal has 35 hits in his career. Uh, that that's an un, that's an unbelievably you know brash statement for a guy like that to make. You know it's probably going to age poorly. Um, but the White Sox, in response to that, they thought it was funny, so they made they made T-shirts that said Mr. 3000 on them uh, with Nick Madrigal's uh, face. Jeremy, it'd be awesome if for their free T-shirt nights, if the Sox are doing them, I don't know if they're going to do any promotions with the pandemic. Uh, happening, but it would be awesome if they did a giveaway with a Mr. 3000 shirt for their free t-shirt night. That would be really cool. They usually have them on Mondays or, or Thursdays. So that would be, that'd be a shirt I would want <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, yeah, Jack, you know, this is a, this is a weird one. I'll, I'll take, I mean, what, you know, sure. Like it's a bold statement to make. Uh, I'll take the, uh, you know, if we're going the, the PTI route here, I'll take the the counterpoint on this one, Jack. And I'll just say like, what kind of teammates are you that you're just, first of all, I'll say this, who the hell's getting quotes from podcasts? Because why start quoting this fucking show? I got plenty <laughs> of things to say about guys on the white Sox. We we've said them already. Start quoting us and put us on a t-shirt. Uh, number one, uh, you know, we'll, we will, you know, be beaten to death in the streets for, for what we've said, but, um, <laughs> but I'll welcome the press. Um, but second of all, what, what kind of teammate are you? Who cares? Like, the guy's confident. Like, 
aren't you happy about that? Don't you want a guy on your team who thinks he's capable of hitting 3,000 hits in his career? Like, But instead, you're going to make fun of him. You're going to belittle him for saying this little thing that was probably like a throwaway comment. And they're like, oh, yeah, look at this guy. He's going to get 3,000 hits in his career, right? Oh, by the way, we're all on the same team and we're trying to win a World Series. But your confidence, I'm going to piss all over that and, and have a T-shirt <laughs> that, that rubs your face in it. And, of course, it's a Tony Larusa led team. And, of course, one of the guys wearing the T-shirts was Adam Eaton. Fucking little shit. So, like, what what's wrong with these people? Like, you, you want to give them – you want to needle them a little bit? That's fine. The theme of this episode is, uh, you know – like making fun, like giving people crap, but like, um, it's like, and even Andrew Vaughn was wearing it, which I was, I was disappointed. Andrew Vaughn is like, he hasn't even debuted yet. First of all, yeah, he hasn't even debuted and like, and Nick Madrigal has. So like Andrew Vaughn, take a step back, buddy. Like, you know, your time is coming, but like you haven't, you don't even have any dirt in your cleats yet. And you're, you're giving Nick Madrigal a hard time. So it it all, to me, it all like, uh, you know, it kind of irks me. The fact that Adam Eaton and Tony Larusa are involved in this, um, and uh, Tony yeah. Larusa in- endorsed it too. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said like, "Yeah, I'm, I, I like it. I thought it was, uh, you know, cute or something." I yeah, think. yeah. I think his exact quote is, he, "Yeah, he thought it was a cute shirt or something like that." Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, of, co- of course, he's behind it. Of course, Adam Eaton uh, is involved in it as, as well. And yeah, I was a little surprised about Andrew Vaughn too when I saw that picture. Um, <laughs> yeah, for the record, Jeremy, thirty-two players. Uh, have three thousand hits. That seems a lot lower than uh, than you know you would you would think it is, but that really is really is quite a special accomplishment. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for them to be uh, to be shitting uh, all over uh, Nick Madrigal. It seems like more of the same from like the Robin Ventura era. It kind of seems like they had stopped that stuff um, under Rick Renteria, and like the clubhouse seemed a lot more loose and fun. But uh, you know, we'll we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens going forward. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, great, great start to the Tony the Larusa uh, era with the White Sox. He's got his <laughs> players hazing each other. Um, good that worked. You know, it was great for the uh, Cardinals with Mike Matheny and Bud Norris. And I'm glad to see the Cardinals' way is influencing the uh, White Sox a little bit. This is exactly what the team needed with a bunch of young, like exciting players to to get dragged back into the dredges of fucking hazing culture. But anyway. <laughs> I know it's a small thing, but but still, it's like Adam Eaton just fucking shut the fuck up and just you know just hit hit line drives. <laughs> um, so Jeremy, the the ball is uh, they they did announce that the ball is going to be different this year. Um, they said it's not going to be as juiced. There was a whole thing um, for a while, like for several years, uh, the players always suspected that the ball was different each year, but uh, MLB was like, well, no, it's not. But then they actually looked into it and they said, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, the ball is a little bit different each year. Um, they said it was especially juiced in 2019. So, Jeremy, I think technically when they when they say that the ball is juiced, I think that means that it's more tightly packed, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. a, a more tightly packed ball will, uh, just because of physics uh, and the way it works, a more tightly packed ball will fly off the bat more um i guess the uh the coefficient of restitution is higher some whatever so uh anyway more tightly packed ball flies higher uh 2014 they said the ball was was not juiced at all um so uh teams averaged less than one home run a game i think they said in 2014 teams averaged uh 0.86 home runs a game in 2019 it was well well over one a game it seemed like every team hit 
you know, 250 home runs in 2019. I have no idea what happened, what happened last year because it was a, a complete, uh, you know, the season was a complete mess. But it'll be interesting to see this year, Jeremy. I think the, the game is a little bit better when there's not so many home runs. Uh, because it yeah. makes home runs more special. And, you know, I want a league where maybe two guys hit 40 home runs. Um, and, you know, like, not, you know, not, not, we don't need 30 players hitting 30 home runs in each league. I think that's stupid. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I've thought about it because, okay, so what was the year? What was the, was it 2017? Yeah. I yep. Guess. 2017. That was the year that they broke the record for home runs. And then I think in 2019, they broke it again. And like individual teams, like I think the Twins had 307 home runs, which was the the all time record. But I think the Yankees had 306 home runs. So they were, you know, you didn't hear much about that. But the Yankees were right behind the Twins. You know, you had the Twins, the Bomba Squad. Yeah. You heard about how many home runs they were hitting. So yeah, it, we, two out of the three years that they actually played a real season, two out of the last three years they've broken the record for most home runs hit. Um, and, I, I would like to see that hmm. stop. Yeah, uh, and like you know, Aaron Judge broke the rookie home run record in 2017, and yep. then Pete Alonso broke it in 2019. Yep. Um. So so it, it kind of follows right along lines with those. I would say that that's it's too bad for the the Joe Adels and the uh, um ugh, I don't even know Bobby Dahlbecks or whatever this year who are going to be rookies who who probably won't be able to break those those you know have a shot at those those records. But um <clears throat> yeah, the only thing that's annoying about it is that it it's it's it, screws up the the expectations like um you know like guys who hit like you know 40 homers the last couple of years or whatever like um like like Ronald Acuña is like Ronald Acuña like a 20 is he like a 30 home run hitter or is he like a third or like a 40 home run hitter so like yeah this might you know numbers might dip this 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 year and like uh, like power numbers and um you know it, it might change the way we we like thought of some of these guys like especially especially guys who are like you know, two years into the league or whatever, one or two years into the league. And I don't know. So it's annoying in that sense, but like, it also is like annoying because it's like, we all knew the ball was juiced in 2017. Um, we all knew it was juiced in 2019. Uh, and it's like, you know, like I, I can see them doing it every once in a while to like build, like, you know, interest back into the game because like people respond to like power numbers. But like, I feel like, you you should only be able to do it. You should only do it like once every ten years or something. Like if you need to like have a boost of inject like an injection of excitement into the game for to get some other people involved, you know, and hook them in. Like, but but now it just feels like yeah, the numbers have been skewed for a couple of years now. And like yeah, I don't know. Like, um, yeah, there you know, there's there's a, you look in the numbers and there's always like some weird guy who hit like you know, 25 homers or 32 homers. And it's like, that guy hit 30, like two homers. Like, so it's, it's, it, it's annoying when the numbers like are messed up and you can't like really, you have to like dig deeper into them other than just looking at a, you know, home run. Yeah, total. exactly. Jeremy, I, mean, I think in Kettle Marte in 2019, yeah. I think he hit 32 home runs. Like, where did that come from? And totally. yeah, the, ex the expectations thing. Yeah. That's a terrific point. Um, I mean, is a Eugenio Suarez, is he a 49 home run hitter or is he a seven home run hitter you know <laughs> I was gonna say yeah i was gonna say he, he might be like a 20 home run hitter i don't know yeah um i mean yeah in, in that yeah that reds park maybe he could still hit 20 um but yeah yeah that's a it, it'll be interesting to see um how uh, how it all plays out i i like you know and this is another thing where like you know being a baseball purist um you know sure like you know some fans go to home 
you know, go to games to see home runs. And I'll admit, I like seeing a, a, a home. I always want to, whenever I go to a game, I always want to see at least one home run. It uh, doesn't matter who hit it, just as long as one player from one of the teams hits a home run, I'm good. But I would much rather watch a 3-2 to two game uh, pitcher's duel than I would, uh, you know, a 9-8 a to eight game. I think a 3-2 a to two game is just much better baseball, in my opinion. Um, so it, I, I think that having a, a ball that's not as juiced is a lot more conducive to that. I also like seeing pitchers with ERAs that are under four, um, starting mm-hmm. pitchers. Um, and, you know, you just really didn't, especially in 2019, probably in 2017, too, if I looked at the numbers closer, um, you know, you, you just don't see a lot of pitchers anymore, like who pitched a bunch of innings who had ERAs under four, just because so many runs were scored. So, you know, well, well, offensive numbers are inflated for like the uh, the batters. The pitcher's ERAs also become really inflated, too. And that just looks kind of ugly to me. Yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah. It's just, it's bad across the board and, uh, right. Cause then there might be some pitchers who are actually better than we thought they were. Right. This is so, true. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's weird. Um, I don't know. We'll see what, what this year brings, um, as a, um, investor in some uh, Ronald Acuna and Fernando Tatis, <laughs> uh, rookie cards. I hope that they can keep hitting homers because, um, yeah, got, got some, got some expectations for those cards, uh, for some resale value. So, uh, let's hope. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's always that's always uh, really your motivation behind everything, Jeremy. Hey, well, you know, you, you had told me you were bidding on something during this this uh, oh, yeah. uh, this episode. How did that go? What were you bidding on? I did. I won this card, Jack. It's um. I mean, this is we're this is a glimpse into my my um you know my my problem. But uh, I did win um an autographed card of um a Dominican League prospect named uh, Emil Valencia. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> the, you can you can search on uh, YouTube for some clips of this kid hitting and some like just really run down fields. Um, he looks he looks good to me, so I'm trying to buy up a bunch of his cards. And I probably shouldn't be saying this on the podcast, actually, but um, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> at this point, though, I, I've bought a lot of them, so you know, good luck finding any unless they're they're coming from me. But uh, but yeah, uh, Emil Valencia, like. Uh, you know, let's we'll mark that down the the one hour mark here in episode one ten. Uh, you know, maybe in like uh, six years, um, <laughs> there'll be something to say about this uh, about that that call. Yeah, good good lord. Uh, yeah, all, all right. Well, Jeremy, that's that's got yeah, good for you. I'm glad you won it. Um, I uh, uh, we we got one more bit of news here. Uh, Adam Miller and Caleb Love. You may remember them from the uh, Chicago high school tournament that Jeremy and I saw uh, over a year ago. I think it was December of 2019 we went. Um, Adam Miller plays for the Illini. Caleb Love plays for UNC, uh, the Tar Heels. Uh, both of them will be in the NCAA tournament uh, in just a, just about a week here. Uh, that's exciting, Jeremy. It feels like the, their uh, you know their college careers have sort of now come to fruition, and we're going to get to see them play on a big stage on national television, which is pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah, t- speaking of prospects, uh, that's um, cool uh, that um, that those guys uh, you know have gotten to that point. Um, not quite the last live sporting event that we saw, but but close to it. Um, we've that's we saw true. That yeah, more recently than we saw a baseball game, Jack, for this podcast. So um, good lord, that's kind of yeah, that's depressing <sighs> to think about. Jeremy was the, was the last was the last live thing we saw was it that professional wrestling event? Um. 
Define the word professional, Jack. <laughs> yeah, I, don't I don't know if it was a professional uh, wrestling uh, thing, but we yes, it was uh, that wrestling event that we saw in the rest in the in that party the event room of that restaurant in the suburbs. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if that makes me happy or sad that that's the last thing we saw, but uh, uh, I guess I guess I had never I had not thought about that, and that mm. is over. That is officially over a year. That's way over a year ago now. That was February of. of last year or so jack um, yeah i believe this is the one is this the exact one year anniversary of when the nba got shut down it's 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 it was either oh, like yesterday yeah. or today or tomorrow or whatever but like um yeah it's um it's uh it's not good jack um you know hopefully things are on the rise i mean uh we we could ostensibly go to a to opening day if we wanted to um but um <clears throat> yeah uh yeah um, that was a fun, that, the wrestling was fun, but, um, I did not know it was going to be the last event that we went to for <laughs> a year and a half. So, um, yeah, let's just, I just want to go to a baseball game, Jack. Well, maybe, maybe we'll get the chance. Um, all right, Jeremy. Well, yeah, we, uh, for, for a news and notes episode, we, uh, we, we carried this one over an hour. I think we did a pretty good job. Um, and we'll, yeah, we'll be back next week with, uh, with a, with a new topic, a uh, new exciting topic. Um, but until then, uh, I am Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And we'll see you next week. 